When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I um, it, it's it's kind of funny. I got so excited last episode with the giveaway and you know just talking draft and all these different things. I, I didn't even like announce it was our 350th episode. Uh, this is 351, so I should acknowledge it here. We have been doing this for a little while, I must say. Um, and it's an absolute honor and a privilege to be with you today. And even though our 49ers season is over, um, we are still prominently in the news. And so, you know, here we are, you know, on the eve of the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 49ers are still dominating Twitter um, and all of the, you know, news outlets and all those things, mainly because, um, you know, the trade market is going bananas, all those different things. And we're going to talk about Stafford for sure, as you can see this, the title. We're going to be going over a couple NFL draft uh, prospects, too, that I think are very good fits with the 49ers. One of them is cornerback J.C. Horn of South Carolina, and the other is Edge Gregory Rizzo, who's just a freak. You know, some sites have him at 6'7", some have him at 6'6", just length and raw potential, but both could be options at that number 12 pick. Now... Now, we've got some news today uh, that is trickling out. And again, if you're on Twitter or anywhere that you get 49ers information, you are seeing everywhere Stafford and the 49ers continue to trend upwards. Now, what, 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 what do we have out there that's concrete? Not much. Uh, you know, Rappaport, Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet, um, he said that over one-third of the NFL has contacted the Detroit Lions about Matthew Stafford. And you pair that with the fact that just, you know, a handful of days ago, Adam Schefter said he would put the over or under for the NFL changing quarterbacks, teams changing quarterbacks at 18. <laughs> at 18. That means only 14 teams 
are happy with their quarterback position and 18 are trying to upgrade or do whatever. Well, let's just be honest with everybody. There is no way in hell that 18 teams are going to upgrade their quarterback position. It can't happen. There's only four quality starters or, you know, kind of tier level in the NFL draft. And then you get into guys like Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, um, you can go on to Ian Book, Elring, or whatever else. There's only four potential starters. Now, somebody, you might find a diamond in the rough, but these numbers don't add up. <laughs> and so there's going to be a lot of people that are left outside looking in trying to get one of these quarterbacks. And I think a big reason why this is going on, and this is a shift in the NFL, uh, the logic. The NFL is a cat, copycat league. That's been said you know, time and time again. But I look at this as the Mahomes effect, right? Um, and it's not just Mahomes that has played into this, but largely it is. You know, He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to win MVP this year, but he's in the Super Bowl again, three straight AFC championships, whatever else. But the shift has been, and if you look at both teams that made it to, or the four teams that made it to the championship games, it's dominated by quarterback play. Now, the NFL's always been about the quarterbacks, but never this much. This is a new thing. So much so that if you don't have a top five quarterback, you're not satisfied. And so I'm going to run down these quarterbacks, and we're going to kind of, you know, you could disagree on the rankings and whatever else, and that's fine. Throw that in the comments. Shout out to the Countdown crew coming in strong. I love it, man. Uh, we've, we've only got, uh, you know, next week we'll be doing another giveaway. I want to be giving away some 49ers rush gear next week. So, again, hashtag CC. I see you guys out there. Really do appreciate it. Um, now, uh, he, here's, here's the thing. Okay. So let's say you have a top five quarterback. And again, this is kind of my numbers for the top five quarterback or top six, whatever Mahomes, Rogers, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen's got up there. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. If you want to throw him in there, that's fine too. But that's not even the point of this conversation. The point is this, you have these elite quarterbacks at the top. And again, uh, all six of those Top quarterbacks, four of them were in the championship games, right? Uh, there, no team made it that far without an elite quarterback. Everybody else in the NFL is trying to upgrade. Now, if you have a young, promising quarterback, somebody like, you know, Herbert or Dak or Lamar Jackson, you know, what Joe Burrow, then you're satisfied. But everybody else is trying to get a quarterback. And, that, that's, and there's some good quarterbacks out there, and those teams aren't even satisfied. Shoot, look at the Packers. I didn't even think about this. They have the MVP <laughs> quarterback. They have Aaron Rodgers. And what did they did they do last year? They traded up in the first round to get another quarterback. So it's not even if you have an elite quarterback, you're safe. The entire NFL is trying to get better quarterback play, except for maybe three teams. That's it. And it, it, it's, it's bad. So I, I say all of this to say this. Because I think Stafford is a realistic possibility. Even the odds continue shooting up. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But whenever you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, who I like. I really do like Jimmy Garoppolo. But where does he fit on this scale? I think that he fits kind of as that like quarterback 12 out of 32. 12 to 15, 12 to 16. Let's even say 12 to 20. Or what if you're one of the ones that's like when Jimmy's healthy, he's a top 10 quarterback. That's fine as well. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with any of these things or whatever. That's not what this is about. But even if Jimmy Garoppolo, fully healthy, is the number eight quarterback, the number seven quarterback, if you really love him, he is beautiful. I get it. He gets a couple extra points for that. 
are you an elite option? And then the same question goes in, well, is Stafford an elite option? I don't think Stafford is. Do I think Stafford is a better upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, I do. Um, you know, if you if, if you just ask me right now, do you want Stafford? Do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I would prefer Stafford. Um, but not entirely in every way, shape, and form. Um, so, like, again, listen to these quarterbacks. And I'll number them for you. This is just my own personal rankings, whatever. Um, it, just whatever. Throw salaries out. Throw age out. Throw whatever. You can have any quarterbacks. This is kind of the order. And, again, I'll go. I'll give you the numbers. Number one, Mahomes. And if you disagree about any of these, that's okay. Two, Rodgers. Three, Deshaun Watson. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Russell Wilson. Six, Tom Brady. That's kind of the cutoff there. Then seven, Dak. I really do like Dak. I'm pretty sure Cowboys are going to keep him. Uh, eight, Justin Herbert. That guy's phenomenal. Nine, Murray. And, again, these are kind of all in tier bunch together. So there's not much difference between any of these. 10, Murray, 11, Stafford. I have Stafford at 11. Um, he, he, and again, let's say you think Stafford should be higher. Are you taking Stafford over Dak? Stafford's made it to one Pro Bowl his whole entire career. And you say, well, he's been on some crappy teams. Yeah, he has. But I don't think anybody anywhere is going to say Jimmy Garoppolo or Matthew Stafford are elite possible top five quarterbacks it's just not in the cards so the question then is well if if jimmy g is not what we want at quarterback because he's holding back the team stafford okay that's cool will our team be better yes do you have to improve the quarterback position cool i'm all about that but i'm not quite sure he's that elite thing now the price for stafford um you know i, I see your uh, mk green he says, realistically, what do you think the trade package for Stafford would look like for the 49ers? We already know they're the favorites. And it makes sense because the Super Bowl window is open. They have a great defense. They have a prominent running game. Neither which of those two things Stafford's ever been around. But news leaked out today from Al Sacco, who's one of my favorite uh, 49ers writers out there. He does a hell of a job. He said, this is all I can tell you. From a source, there's lots of those around right now, source, quote unquote, um, the 49ers are trying to find a package where they do not give up number 12 this year, their first round pick this year. So what would that look like? So we have to, you know, kind of proceed with that. My assumption is, this is all assumption, this is all conjecture. Take this what you want. My assumption is this. Lions, Matthew Stafford talk. Hey, we want to trade. We want to part ways. They agreed. They came out publicly with that. They said, fine. What teams would you like to go to? Because Trafford has a little bit of say. 49ers were definitely up there. I think the Colts and the 49ers, those are probably the two most likely teams. Um, you throw the Patriots in there as well. So that happens. So now those three teams who Stafford said, hey, I'd like to go to these two team, these three teams, they talked it out, and that's where the 49ers currently are. And basically, the 49ers are saying, we want Stafford, but we don't want to give up our first round this year. So, realistically, what does this look like? You know, I just put out the tweet there. I think the cheapest that you can get Matthew Stafford without giving up your first round pick this year, the cheapest, I think it will cost more than this, is a 2021 third rounder this year. Your first rounder next year, so a 2022 first rounder. And again, the 49ers don't want to give up that 12. One, because we just got killed through free agency. We don't have much cap room. It's a low-budget year. We can't overpay for starters. Our, 
this front office and the coaching staff sees the window open currently. So you got to have that first round pick this year for a need. It's going to be a corner or we'll have to see what happens to the line, whatever. Uh, but anyway, third round pick this year, first next year, and another third rounder in 2022. So two thirds and a future one. That's a pretty low price. I'm cool with that. I, I would be very, very happy with that. Realistically, you're probably going to have to give up your second rounder this year and first round next year. That's getting pretty pricey. But that's the going rate for quarterbacks. Um, and again, the thing that sucks the most about this is I don't see Stafford as elite. I think maybe you surround him. This would be the best offensive team he's been on in his entire career. And I mean, it's a long career. He's been playing for what? What's he at now? Um, 11, 10 years. Yeah. He's been going for a while and there, there's some things to his game. I love there's things to his game. I don't, um, you know, two great qualities. Three times in his NFL career, he has led the NFL in game-winning drives. He is so clutch. Um, twice he has led the NFL in fourth-quarter comebacks. Again, he hasn't been on great teams, but he is clutch down the stretch. Just even this year with a very bad team, they went 5-11, and 11, he had four game-winning drives. This guy single-handedly for the Detroit Lions, one of the worst coaching staffs that was around in the NFL under Matt Patricia, uh, he was he was winning games. He was doing a hell of a job. So four game-winning drives uh, just in 2020. The guy can play. Now, touchdown-to-interception ratio, not great. It's barely at 2-1. to one. That's not elite, not even close to elite. Passing yards, he's up there for sure. Uh, Pat, you know, you look at completion percentage, which Kyle Shanahan loves, not great. He's a 62% completion percentage quarterback. Again, so again, you can kind of see how I'm on the fence of this, right? I want Stafford. Will he improve our team? Yes, he will. Is he the home run pick and then we're elite? I guarantee you this. And 49ers, you know, Twitter and whatever else, we treat our quarterbacks worse than anybody. But... You think we're going to trade for Stafford and everybody's just going to love him? Wait till he loses a game or throws an interception in the fourth quarter, which he does. He's more of a gunslinger than what we're used to. And people are going to turn there. Um, it's it's what's it's whatever. And yeah, Jeremy, I'm with you here. I am so over every single quarterback in a Niners jersey online. Yeah, I I I get tired of that as well. Um, yeah, truth serum. I I see you. The 5,000-yard passing season. He had one. That was in 2011. Um, I, I think there's only been like seven of them, and he's got one, which is pretty impressive. You look at his numbers lately, uh, he did pass for 4,000 yards this year. Now, one of the biggest complaints about Jimmy Garoppolo, and rightfully so, I think this is the complaint, injuries <laughs> and durability. Matt Stafford has gone through a lot of injuries, but he has suited up. As a matter of fact, you look at the, let's count it. This is how many um, seasons in a row he had 16 starts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And nine out of the last 10 seasons, he has started all 16 games. Now in 2019 with the back issue, he only made it halfway through the season. Um, but he will play banged up. And a big reason why he's always banged up, he takes sacks like crazy, man. Uh, he holds onto the ball. He had sacked 38 times this year. Um, our offensive line is better than Detroit's. I know there's a lot of people on here that, you know, see our offensive line as a very poor offensive line. It's not. Um, was it great in pass pro? No, but it is better than Detroit's. Um, 
anyway, it, it 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 is interesting. You know, I do want Stafford. I think that he, he's great. He would be an upgrade. But man, Matthew, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here. How pissed off are 49ers fans going to be when Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback again next season? It, it, it's going to be rough, but you stick by your team, and you can be upset, and you can, you know, the first time he throws his interception, you're going to see Grant Cohn and all those other guys just, oh, blah, blah, blah. whatever, that's fine. My ideal scenario, and I've been very adamant about this, you know, I, I'm a big Trey Lance fan. The problem is that now, okay, even if you do keep Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, which is fine, and I think that he's a, a serviceable winning quarterback. As I said, I have him kind of in that 12 territory. I have him ahead of people like Cousins, uh, Derek Carr, Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Bridgewater, Goff. You know, I have him ahead of those guys. Um, he's kind of in that tier of Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, you know, whatever. Again, wherever you want to put him. But you, you look at it, you have to do something because you're not bringing back Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. You can't. You at least have to upgrade the backup position. Trey Lance is the guy I want. He's not going to be there at 12. The fact that... Detroit Lions are now trading Stafford eliminates any of the four quarterbacks falling outside of the top eight. It's not happening. There was hope that Trey Lance could fall. That's over. Uh, one of the quarterbacks maybe could fall. Nope, not anymore. It's not happening. They're all going to be gone in the top eight picks. I used to say they're probably going to be gone in the top 10. Now they're probably going to be gone in the top seven. So now you've got to trade up. So let's say you don't go get, right? You're not going to trade Detroit. You're not going to get Stafford. You got to do something. You're going to draft Mac Jones in the second. I don't think he'll be there. Kyle Trask, uh, some of these other deeper quarterbacks, that's fine. You got to do something to compete uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. At least if he goes out, you don't lose your season again like we did in 2019. You got to do something. So, and again, the 49ers have been aggressive. This front office has been aggressive. Um, yeah, I hope it happens. And, you know, real quick before I get to some more questions and stuff, yeah, I want to take a real quick word from our sponsor, and I want to talk these betting lines because, again, Vegas, they're in the know. They always know <laughs> where these guys go. And so here's a quick word from our sponsors at MyBookie. Hey, guys. Just want to say thank you to the sponsors, mybookie.ag. If you haven't bet with them yet, they're the best out there. And with the Super Bowl, we've got two weeks. They're going to have bets on Gatorade, uh, which celebrities are shown first, all kinds of different things. It's an absolute blast. One, the Super Bowl is going to be fun anyway, but this is a great way to make the game even more entertaining. So if you haven't bet with them yet, head over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They're going to match half of your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. They've been very, very good to this podcast, so if you haven't already, head over there. And again, use promo code 49ers49ERS. Thanks again, my bookie. All right, so if you head over to my bookie, here, here's I, I hedge my bet sometimes. Um, so here are the odds. These are the current odds over at my bookie, uh, which they have better odds than almost everybody else. Colts are plus 250 for Matt Stafford. Patriots plus 300, 49ers plus 400. What's that mean? For every 10 you bet, so like here's the two bets I put down this week. I bet 10 on the Colts and 10 on the 49ers. If he lands at either one of those two teams, then I'm making money. So I bet 10 for the Colts, which if he goes to Colts, I make 25. And I bet 10 on the 49ers. If he goes to the 49ers, that's 40 bucks. So if he lands at either one of those, I either win five bucks or 20 bucks. I, I don't think the Patriots are a place he would want to go. 
Uh, he just spent time with Matt Patricia. I don't think you want to go back with Matt Patricia, who's back going to be back with the you know the Patriot way and all that BS. Um, I I just don't want to. I don't believe that's where he would want to go at this point. I don't think they're competitive either. So I'm betting on the Colts or the 49ers. So if you're one of those that thinks the 49ers thing is happening, you better freaking hurry up. Because, again, this is not a draft day trade that's going to happen because Matt Stafford has a $10 million roster bonus due in March. So Detroit's got to trade this guy. And you got to trade him quick. Because otherwise, you're going to be on the hook for an extra $10 million, which nobody wants to do. You've already agreed. It's already public. This is going to be a fast-moving trade. My guess is we hear within the next two weeks, whenever it happens, and it's something that once both sides agree, I I think that the deal's going to be announced. I don't think this is something that they're going to park, you know, and talk about later on. So it, it's going to happen. <laughs> this is happening, whether it's the 49ers or somebody else. Believe you me, it's it's going down. Um, let's see here. Tyson, I love this question. Do you expect Trent Williams to sign with the 49ers? I do. 100% do. Now, here's the flip side to that. Let's say 49ers have $20 million in cap space currently. That number is going to shoot up whenever you get, you know, guys like D. Ford, um, you know, Richburg, whatever else, a couple other things figured out. Trent Williams and... He's priority one. I, I think that you have to bring him back because if you don't sign Trent Williams, now you have glaring needs at cornerback and left tackle. You can only address one of those with a first-round pick you, you, unless you're going to trade up like they did last year and get back up into the first round. Now, the good news is this. This is a very deep tackle class. So you're going to be able to get a tackle maybe in the second round so let's just say hypothetically Trent Williams walks. You draft a corner round one. You draft a left tackle round two. It's not ideal. I don't like it. No tackle in this draft is going to be as good as Trent Williams. Personally, I think Trent Williams is a must. I think you have to sign him. You got to find a way. Um, you can't franchise tag him. That was part of the deal uh, when they renegotiated the contract. But, yeah, you got to sign him. And if he does walk, you do get a third-round comp pick for him because – did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. He will get top tier money. He was an all pro tackle this year. Um, anyway, so that, so that's kind of there. Um, and so if we don't sign them again, there, there's a lot of tackles and I'll be going through a lot of those. As you guys know, uh, what we always do, uh, man, we're just throwing film up like crazy up on the Patreon page, patreon.com 49ers rush podcast. We have over 200 and uh, it's, it's like 200 hours of film breakdowns up already. Um, you go back through the past seasons, uh, this season and last season, the playoff run, all those things, different draft picks. We're throwing up at least two a week on there. Um, and I'm going to be sharing a couple clips with those. Michael, he asked this, John, what would you do in the draft? I'm glad you asked, my friend. This is a perfect segue. Let's go talk about two of my favorite players in this draft. We have Gregory Rizzo and we have J.C. Horn of the cornerback. So let's talk Rizzo first because he's damn good. Now, again, he was a top five pick before the 2020 season. But then COVID happened. When COVID happened, he opted out. Again, a lot of the guys that had their you know stuff up top, you already made your money, go get your money. He kind of blew up. This guy's you know six 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 seven on different sites, and he is all about length and upside. Had sixteen sacks in twenty nineteen. Again, didn't play in twenty twenty, and again, huge position. Now, is he a speed rusher like that D Ford role? No, he's not. That's not what he is. And again, I'm going to show you just a clip or two. I'm going to show you two clips about him, a a good one and a great one. But you'll see him play from the inside. So here we go. This is uh, Gregory Rizzo, edge rusher, and it lines up inside too. So 49ers love that versatility. He plays over the center. He plays three technique, five technique, and outside. Um, so a lot of scheme versatility there. And you'll, you'll hear at the start of this clip, I, I, I find the wrong person <laughs> because he bounces around every day of play. So here is Gregory Rizzo, 6'7", 260 edge player out of the University of Miami. Ooh. Check him out, number 15. So here you're going to see a blitz. This is kind of a 3-4 look. So he's lined up. You know, here's the tackle, but he's going to crash inside. Oh, here he comes. Where is he at? Is he on top of the center? He sure is. Yeah, I mean, he lines up all over the place. Here he is just on a shade, just runs a stunt. Look at his hands and his hips. Watch him turn whenever he makes contact with this guard. Watch his hips. Ooh, I mean, he doesn't even touch him. That is incredible. You can use this guy so many different places. He's going to get his weight out over him. The athleticism just doesn't match. I mean, look at this. <laughs> it's just a double hand swipe, both hands, weight coming forward. I mean, just look at the sheer athleticism and slender build of a six guy. He goes straight up. This dude's a needle. Then this guy doesn't want anything to do with him. He's coming to get you. 
This kid can play, man. My outside's going to be where he plays, no doubt about that. You know, you look at his alignment, um, 405 uh, snaps were outside where he typically plays, 29 over tackle, 18 B-gap, 74 in the A-gap, as we see here, and three snaps off the ball in the 2019 season. But, man, those hands, just that swipe move. He doesn't have a lot of nuance to his game. He doesn't have a lot of secondary pass rush moves. That's going to be something that's going to have to be developed. But raw, oh my gosh. And so that that's Gregory Rizzo. A lot of sites have him anywhere from 10 down to 28. This is not a strong edge class. And again, it goes back to how do you want to draft? Now, I'll show more edge clips eventually on further episodes of other edge players. If you're drafting for ceiling, who could be a top five, you know, defensive end in the NFL? Gregory Rizzo has the highest ceiling. Now he might have the highest floor or the lowest floor as well. So he's a little bit of a risk. Only one year starter. This kid, he was a wide receiver at high school, um, and then he played some safety. He didn't transfer to the edge until he went to Miami. Seventeen snaps into his rookie, his freshman year, he breaks his ankle. And so he only got 17 snaps his freshman year. Sophomore year comes out, freaking blows the world up. 16 sacks. That is just stupid. 21 solo run stops. The guy is just, he's a freak, man. Uh, they don't make him. <laughs> it's length and upside. That's what you get with him. And this next clip of Gregory Rizzo, this is the thing that I think defensive coordinators will light up. In today's NFL, mobile quarterbacks, they're showing up more and more and more. This is him blowing up the zone read. And the whole time I was watching this clip, uh, you know, going through this, I'm just thinking Kyler Murray. This guy's the antithesis to Kyler Murray. You want to stop a mobile quarterback? This guy's going to help you because his length and his paws, when he gets his hands on people, people fall. Uh, he clubs the heck out of them. He's got the, uh, you're talking LeBron James type uh, wingspan. I uh, wish we had the combine where we get all the measurements, but it's going to be bananas. Um, anyway, here we go. This is Gregory Rizzo, defensive end from Miami, blowing up the zone read. Ooh, what the hell are they doing? I guess they were trying to read him. They read it wrong. They're going to leave him unblocked. He's so long, he could tackle both of them. I mean, good gosh. Yeah, you want to run a zone read against a 6-7 guy? Yeah, freaking LeBron James sitting in a 2-3 zone. <laughs> I mean, he just takes up so much space. The quarterback's reading him, and if he steps up, he's supposed to keep it. But he can do so much because he's just so freaking long. Oh, that is that's unique, man. Imagine that being Kyler Murray, right? You get one of those smaller. <laughs> he threw the ball at him. <laughs> Look at this. What? What? He, he pisses off the quarterback because the quarterback read it right. Still lost yards. Now watch this. Quarterback's going to throw the ball at him. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, it's always fun whenever you go through film and you find these little like hilarious little clips off to the side that have nothing to do usually with the player that you're scouting or whatever else. Little just like film clips that I just love. And I, I have a whole file full of them just to like watch and laugh at. But uh, the idea is this. This kid, Matt Rule might draft him. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers don't get a quarterback. This guy circled. Matt Rule, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, his draft philosophy, even whenever he was, you know, coaching at Temple or Baylor, whatever, find players that are unique in size and and have and then coach them into whatever it is you want. 
You can't coach somebody to be 670, 260 with good bend. Now, he does have good bend. Unfortunately, most of his success isn't versus offensive tackles off the edge. That's something he's going to have to work into, and that's going to be his primary role. So that's problematic. But you see it. He's just got to put it all together. Very raw. He needs a lot more complimentary pass rush moves. He's got that kind of double arm swipe that he uses almost every single snap. Um, Alden Smith is the trajectory you would hope he would go to, where he's probably not going to be an every down starter day one, which the 49ers don't need, right? He he would do the D forward role, even though he's not a speed guy, but he would come in an obvious pass rushing situations, move Eric Armstead inside, and then, good gosh, I mean, it just makes perfect sense. And Edge is obviously a premier position uh, for every single NFL team. Now, uh, a couple other questions before we get to J.C. Horn real quick. Um, let's see here. From Truth Serum, he says, can we trade our two comp picks? Um, comp yes, everything. So the new, they changed this rule two years ago. Any pick you have is tradable. Whether it's a compensation pick in the future, whether it's you know Robert Sala pick, whatever you can trade everything. Um, everything is uh, is good. Uh, Tommy asked this Huxley. He says, "Is it good for the locker room to trade for Stafford?" Stafford's a very very high locker room guy. Uh, probably one of the greatest high school athlete, football players I've ever seen. You know, he was at Highland Park. I watched him win a state championship. Uh, the guy is just a freak. Uh, also, all state pitcher in Texas uh, um, for Texas as well. The guy is just a beast. Yeah, it, no issues with Stafford. Um, he's tough as nails. Will play through everything. Huge locker room. Guy and his wife, which I don't even know how this plays into it. She's pretty political and whatever else and pisses people off. But I, I don't think that she's going to have anything. This locker room and Matt Stafford are perfect. That will not be an issue whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm seeing this. Jimmy G is in the bottom seven of NFL quarterbacks. Uh, that's just, nah, that's BS. I don't think anybody believes that. Uh, there's, there's no way anybody believes that. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we can trade our picks. Here we go. Here's another question from Sparther. I can't pronounce that. The Kiwi warrior. What system has Stafford played in? Is it similar to Shanahan's? He has not. Um, he has not. He's played much more in a power run game, vertical passing set, even with all of his different coordinators and whatever. Trust me, every single quarterback in college and the NFL, wants to play in Kyle Shanahan's system. Every one of them does. Because the best friend of a quarterback is a strong running game. And you are getting wide open wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, again, George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle, I mean, he wants to come to San Francisco. I guarantee it. The only reason why he might not want to come to San Francisco is the taxes. That's about it. Um, anyway, um, why don't we put Jimmy Garoppolo in the trade package for Stafford? Great question. Blue Panda. Jimmy Garoppolo has a no trade clause. Nobody wants to go play in Detroit, especially for their new head coach. Um, it, it, so Jimmy Garoppolo would nix that one 100%. Now you could trade Jimmy Garoppolo to somewhere else that he would want to go like the Patriots perhaps, or whatever else. Again, you 18 teams are looking for quarterbacks. You could trade Jimmy Garoppolo just fine. Um, he would just have to agree to it. Now, his trade um, exemption does not apply to next year. So worst comes to worst, Jimmy Garoppolo says, screw that, I'm staying here no matter what. We roll into 2021 with Jimmy Garoppolo and Stafford, and I ain't even mad. <laughs> because if our quarterback goes down, we're going to be just fine. The problem with that is 
uh, what we're going to be paying and the salary cap. That's going to be rough. Um, so that's why you can't do that there. Um, yeah, we, we would 100% get an offer for Jimmy. Uh, his salary cap is not too bad. You know, we're, we're keeping 2 million of it. So you're talking a $22 million salary cap hit. You could send him somewhere that drafts a rookie quarterback. Um, yeah, there's, there's a market for Jimmy Garoppolo, probably a third round pick. Um, probably not going to be able to get much more than that. Maybe a second if you're lucky, but I doubt that. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. Now, uh, let's go to J.C. Horn. And this is kind of a fan favorite for several reasons. One, it doesn't take much imagination to see the connection. Uh, last year's first-round draft pick, Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina. The year before that, second-round draft pick, Debo, South Carolina. We know everything there is to know about J.C. Horn. And whenever I say we, I mean the 49ers front office. I like this kid a lot. Six foot one corner, 205. And what I, I label him as, like, what stands out about him, he's the absorber. He's like the blob. And what I mean by that is he is so physical versus wide receiver routes. Uh, very Sherman-esque. Not saying he's like Sherman. I'm just saying the the way he absorbs speed from the wide receivers with his hands, it just takes contact so well. I mean, the physicality versus routes are there like crazy. Uh, bad news is eh, he does not like to tackle at all. Some of the worst form I've ever seen. Uh, he will dodge to stay away from tackling sometimes. It's, it's a very, very big problem. But do you draft corners because they're physical? Uh, the answer is no, and sometimes coaches say, oh, we can coach it out of him. Akello Witherspoon, you go back to him, the 49ers, this front office spent a third-round pick on him out of Colorado. He hated tackling. Um, he got a lot better. He got much more physical. It still ducked his head way too much, but whatever. Um, so this is a front office that has shown and a coaching staff that has shown, hey, we can coach this guy into doing what we want. So here's a clip from J.C. Horn. Again, if you like these clips, uh, the video, if you listen to traditional podcasts, you can still kind of hear the, the audio notes as we're watching the film. But if you like this, man, head over to Patreon. We are putting up some crazy content. And this is the only way to get my draft book as well. So whenever it's all said and done before the draft, a few weeks before the draft, I'm going to be releasing my entire draft book. We're up to 22 pages currently, and I still got a long ways to go. <laughs> We're going to have 100-plus uh, written draft uh, profiles, rankings, all that stuff. If you want that, and, it, and again, if you join Patreon, it's 8 bucks a month, uh, or you can pay for the whole year for $80 uh, if, if you'd prefer to do that. But that supports the podcast and everything that we do here at the 49ers Rush Podcast. So here we go. Here's J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Carolina. corner let's see where is he at okay see right here you've got kind of a bunch tray there's the tight end they seem to put him on the most physical wide receiver slash tight end again he's lined up on a tight end a lot this game because texas a&m uses this kid a lot uh second team all sec tight end here and so pay attention to his physicality at the line of scrimmage this is where he's at his best uh absorbs contact as well as any other corner in this draft. He's not the type of guy that's going to bust you in the face, but he's so smart. Again, it, this is the son of Pro Bowl wide receiver Joe Horn. He understands a lot of nuance, and his intelligence is there. Watch how he communicates with everybody at all times. But gets in there, uses his hand well, very good offhand jam, opens up his hips, absorbs speed, contact, and space. 
very, very well. Now you could say, well, eh, you can't be that physical in the NFL. You're correct, but he didn't have to do that in college. You know what I mean? It, you could coach people to be less physical. It's pretty damn hard to get people to be more physical. That's something that's hard to add. And so, you know, you look at the numbers for J.C. Horn. He had five penalties this year. He grabs a lot. Um, so five defensive penalties, holding, whatnot. Uh, he's, he, he does do that. So that's something he's going to have to learn with. But it, it, you prefer it that way. <laughs> it's much better to take a cornerback that is, you know, grabby and his hands are all over the place in college and then coach out the physicalness than to take somebody that's not physical and then try to coach them into being physical. Does that make sense? It's easier to unlearn than to learn that behavior. And this guy, again, you know, he's son of Joe Horn. He's got the experience. There's a lot of corners. <laughs> you know, Sante Samuel Jr., Patrick Sertan II, J.C. Horn. I'm seeing some Patrick Sertan love um, in the chat as well. Sertan's awesome. I really like him. He's a plug-and-play day one. Now, one of the best things about J.C. Horn that I really, really like is how quick he gets his head around. Think about <laughs> Rashad Robinson and Akello Witherspoon again. Um, they'll be in phase. It's a deep ball, and they never turn around. They never play the ball. J.C. Horn plays the ball every single time. As so it, it's, it's like clockwork. As soon as he gets in phase where he can touch the wide receiver, he's in range, he gets that head around quick. Um, now, interceptions, only two career interceptions. That's problematic. Ball skills aren't there. But pass interference, that's not what's going to be. He's going to get called for holding. <laughs> a lot of holding calls, no deep pass interference calls, which I love. Um, he, he's he's a lot of fun. 23 passes defensed. That's pretty freaking awesome. Um, I, I do like this kid a lot. Now, the negative on J.C. Horn. Uh, this is the negative, and it's a big one. He does not like to tackle. So here's a clip of uh, J.C. Horn not putting forth a lot of effort. And unfortunately, there were quite a few of these uh, going through the film. It showed its head way too often. All right, here he is down here at the bottom, locked up with a wide receiver. Ooh, recognize it's a run. Get in. Oh, see, this, this, is, this is a red flag territory. Uh, in our defense, you can't do this. He makes, you know, if it's flag football, that's one thing. But, I mean, he's got outside. Is this his responsibility? No. But at some point, you don't just stick your hand out there, turn around, and watch. At least hustle and get in there. He does not want to hit anybody. He doesn't want to hit. This is problematic. We'll see him here, number one. He's going to be on the left side of your screen. He's not in there right now. I don't like this. This is going to cause him to fall. And, again, you see it too often. Now, you can say, oh, he's being held. You can't hold that against him. Well... That's okay. And I mean, you've got the inside shoulder release. That is a big gap. It's not an easy tackle. It's just the effort. Put your body into it. Do something. He just high fives him. And then light jog, light jog. I'm good. I don't like that. Yeah, he. It does seem like he makes some business decisions sometimes. So that's something that's... Uh, the coaches are going to have to have a conversation with him about, and he's going to have to clear up in the interview process, and uh, teams will either say yep or no. Uh, the problem is his cover skills and physicality in the passing game, it, it just seems like it, it should translate because the size is there. The physicality is there. Why is it, <laughs> why is it working? 
And, you know, whenever he does decide to kind of stick his shoulder pads in there, his arms are always down to the side. Uh, you don't ever see him wrap anybody up. It's just not very common for him. Now, if you look at the cornerback class as a whole, that's first round kind of eligible. Um, I have him as my cornerback number two. Caleb Farley is my number one. I think he has the highest ceiling. I value turnovers way more than most people. He has the best ball skills in the class. Uh, number two, I have J.C. Horn. And number three, I have Patrick Sertan. However... That's three very, very top caliber corners that I think in a lot of drafts, all three would be going in the top 15 picks. But I don't think that's going to happen with this draft. Um, I, I think two of them, I, I can see Caleb Fairley. I've seen a couple mock drafts go where he's going top seven. Um, that dude, he's damn good. Just because his ceiling is so much higher than everybody else's. Uh, he's taller, he's longer, his ball skills are better, and he has the best top end speed. I wish we could see them all run 40s. Ah, I get mad every single time I think about the fact that there's no combine this year. Um, but I would be perfectly content with any one of these guys just because I have them one, two, three in a certain order. I would love Patrick Sertan, who's my number three cornerback in this draft class. I'd love for the 49ers to get him. Plug and play, he'd start week one. You wouldn't have to worry about a thing. Don't have to worry about anything. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We've got more stuff. I'm going to be releasing some more Patreon breakdowns, uh, next couple of days. So look forward to those for all the supporters out there. And Hey, we got a countdown giveaway, uh, coming up next week and only a week and a half to the freaking Super Bowl. I want both teams to lose. I don't know how I want to make that happen. We'll have to wait and see, but Thank you for the support. And episode 351 is in the books. Thank you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.